Well, the story making a lot of waves around Adelaide this morning is the Bond brothers, Troy and Shane Bond, who uh, were photographed, iconic photo, way back in 1998, uh, walking off in the rain, showdown uh, two, and uh, it has them well, arm in arm, giving each other a hug. As, as brothers do at the end of uh, that match, showdown uh, 54, of course, on the way this weekend. And uh, 1997, of course, was the photo, not 98. Showdown 2, August uh, 97, and the brothers uh, walking off Footy Park, as it was then, in pouring rain. I don't think it was even Amy Stadium in those days. So still Footy Park. The image used on the, uh, the showdown uh, trophy and uh, medal... And uh, it, uh, they say, unauthorised. A lawyer's been hired to uh, be involved there. Who owns the image is the question, because for you and me, having our, our photo taken, maybe we're in the background and, and suddenly it's flashed up somewhere because the, the person in the foreground is far more famous. And, uh, and so but there you are in, in the background of the photo uh, forever and a day. Who owns the right to that? Or maybe you've had your photo taken with somebody famous and, and for whatever reason, that's splashed around the place. Do you have any rights at all? Peter Jackson, partner, DBH Lawyers. Morning, Peter. Morning, Matt. How are you? All right, thank you. So where do people stand on this? And, and particularly the Bond brothers, do they have a leg up here to, to, to make a claim after the photo was certainly publicised at the time and it's become a bit iconic? I, I think there's probably two separate issues. Um, as a general rule of thumb, it's not illegal to photograph anyone in in public without consent. At the end of the day, if you're down the street, you can take a photograph of people walking past. There's nothing illegal about doing that and there's nothing illegal about publishing those photographs. Um, And there's no real remedy for someone if they were to do that. Obviously, unless there's certain breaches of the law, like, for example, you were to take photographs of someone in sexual acts or things of that nature, because obviously there's new laws around that. But where it gets a bit more complicated, a bit more tricky, is that Essentially, there's a few little, um, I won't say loopholes, but a few little areas of the law that you can be a bit careful with. Um, and in particular, there's the Australian Consumer Law, which puts in some clauses about misleading and deceptive conduct. And there's also this legal um, concept of what they call passing off. And essentially what it really boils down to in a nutshell is that um, if you're going to put somebody, use somebody's image um, on a product, which is without their permission, which might indicate that they've got they're actually supporting or otherwise um, trying to represent that product. Then, um, in that situation, if they haven't given your consent to use that photograph, then potentially that's in breach of the misleading deceptive conduct rules or this concept called passing off. It's a pretty con- pretty um, technical legal argument at the end of the day, though, Matt. All right. So, so in this case. Shane and Troy could argue that well, they, they would fall into that category from the way you've described that. It's potentially. Um, there's a few other issues that obviously come into mind because at the end of the day, I presume they've got contracts with the clubs and I'm not exactly sure what their contracts say about use of their images and whether um, if it's an image taken by someone other than the club, whether those images can be used. So in this case, it was taken by a photographer, a photographer published on the advertiser. It wasn't one of the club's photographs, so it's a question whether it fits within their contractual um, obligations of um, materials created during employment or not. But I think realistically they're going to try and... I haven't actually investigated this with the lawyer who's actually representing them, but I presume it will fall under one of these technical legal arguments is where they're trying to head at the end of the day. Mm. 
Okay. So ownership's really interesting. Who would own that, that image? Is it, is it the advertiser that owns it? Is it the photographer who took the photo initially who would own it? And he was, as I understand, an advertiser employee. Uh, but if, an, if he's an employee of the advertiser, it'll be, an, it'll be an ownership of the advertiser for the photograph. Right. So they would resell it potentially to other papers or et cetera if they wanted to use it. But it, there's nothing to prevent the advertiser to continue to publish that photograph as a product of their, uh, as long as they're not trying to attach it to an image. So I'll give you an example. Um, a few people might remember that when Kieran Perkins was very popular, um, the um, Telstra tried to put a photograph of his face on a swimming cap with their logo. Right. And the court found in that scenario that he hadn't provided consent, that it was actually trying to boost Telstra and say that he was supporting Telstra. Yeah. And therefore, in that scenario, the court said, that's unreasonable, it's not a true representation, it's misleading and deceptive, and he was awarded damages in that scenario. Okay. All right. So let's just say Joe Blow has a a photo taken with somebody of some fame, uh, whether it's an international rock star or a a local footy player, doesn't matter. And and that photo, for whatever reason, goes viral, uh, or or is, is the one chosen by perhaps the club or the celebrity or somebody along the process to say, well, this is a nice photo. It's, it's come up really well, shows our, our celebrity in, uh, in a good light. We'll, we'll just market this. Does Joe Blow have any rights? Potentially. It, it depends on the circumstance. So essentially, if it's going up on a Facebook page, as just a photograph posted up of a series of images, probably not. But if they start using that for marketing purposes, et cetera, then yes, they might have a potential claim. Hmm. Um, but the person's celebrity and those sort of pieces of information and how well-known they are also sort of fall into that as well. So it's not quite as simple as just straight my photos taken and being used for a corporate purpose, yeah. but certainly it's at least a starting point. All right. So for, for people with smartphones, of course, these days, snapping away happily at every, every opportunity. So once you take a photo on your phone, uh, publishing it, you're allowed to do that if it's in a public place, as you said, uh, notwithstanding the, uh, the rules that apply with, uh, with privacy, etc. But if a photo's taken on a street, as you, you mentioned, or on a footy oval, say you, there's a couple of brothers playing again, I'm trying to think of uh, a situation, but you, know, you take your photo and, uh, and you put it online and away it goes. That's Okay. Yeah, that's fine. The only time that potentially gets restricted is that a venue is allowed to put up something to say to the effect that you can't photograph in this venue. And if they do that, then you can't use that. So, for example, quite often you go to a concert or you'll go to a show mm. and they'll make it clear at the start, both on the tickets and quite often they'll have signs up at the time saying you can't post what happens, what you can't photograph and post what happens here. In that scenario, you're breaching um, a copyright. Yeah. But as long as you're. Um, as long as there's no signage up of that nature, yes, you can just post it up. There's no hassle. For footy players or other people in, in the media, I suppose, moving forward, it, it might require an insert of a clause in their contract, wouldn't it? Or a, for a, a new contract to be signed along the lines of uh, protecting images? Um, I think it potentially does, but I think you'll probably find a lot of the contracts they already do, they're usually pretty prescriptive anyway. The, the awkward one about this is because it's also for a charity and varieties involved as well. It's, mm. it's a really um, interesting area. Um, uh, interesting areas for lawyers usually means very expensive areas for the per- public, unfortunately. Yeah, so. yeah, ultimately. All right. Thank you for your time, Peter, and, uh, and shedding some light on that. It's an interesting topic for sure, but uh, we'll see where it uh, ends up at, at the moment. Uh, it looks like heading to the district court. 
Yeah, it hasn't actually been lodged in the court yet, but I'm guessing that's where it's probably going to end up, unless they can come to some sort of arrangement in the end. So. Yeah, yeah, indeed. All right. Thank you, Peter. No, have a great day, Matt. You Bye-bye. too. Peter Jackson, a partner at DBH Lawyers.